Tobias. The chimpanzee fell to the deck. A hundred foot drop. The cannonball had separated head and left shoulder and arm from the rest of the body. Rachel! Demorph! Demorph! No answer. I knew. I knew. There would never be an answer. Visser 4 slid down the mast, grabbed a rope connecting to the foremast, and slid screaming at the pain from the rope burn. No! I cried again. Tobias! Marco yelled from down below. He's heading for the time matrix! He'll get away! She's dead! I cried. What? Who's dead? Cassie? Rachel! I cried. Didn't you see? Rachel! Oh God, oh God! Marco wailed. It's not just Jake, we're all going to die! Cassie, Axe, where are you? I yelled. I dove to intersect Visser 4. He had reached the foremast. Marco was pushing through anyone who got in his way, trying to cut him off. I dove, weaving through ropes, around masts and spars and men. Visser 4 grabbed a vertical rope and slid. I could see the blood trail he left on the rope. His feet hit the deck. I flared my tail and swept my talons forward and ripped his right ear. Ugh! I caught a headwind and came back around in a tight turn. He stepped off the edge of an open hatch and dropped to the deck below. He stood up and ran. I dove after him, down into darkness. Now I was at a disadvantage. It was cramped with low ceilings and wounded men being carried below. I flew hard and wild, but I couldn't gain on the ever-receding figure. Marco, I need help! He's heading forward! I turned a tight corner. Wham! Into a wall. I hit the deck, stunned, but not unconscious. Left. Right. Gone! I lost him! I see him! Axe yelled. Axe, where have you been? I had morphed to human and was injured. I am demorphed now and following the controller. I got airborne with great difficulty. No headwind, no tailwind, no lift, and a ceiling crowding down above me. It wasn't a place for a bird. I flapped and landed, flapped and landed. Then, down, down a stairway, left and... An Andalite blew by. I followed him. We erupted into a small room. A barrel of what could only be gunpowder was lying against one curved wall. The hole. A trail of gunpowder led from the barrel through a small door. Axe and I raced for that door. And there, inside, stood a shimmering six-foot globe. And Visser Four. He was holding a flintlock pistol, cocked, but not aimed at us. 
It was aimed at the gunpowder trail. He grinned a grin made grisly by the fact that it seemed to continue in a red slash that went up to his ear. Nice try, Endolites! He fired. The powder burned. The time matrix disappeared. Visser 4 was gone. The powder trail burned and spit and crackled as it went around the corner. I looked at Axe. He turned a stock eye on me and said a word he must have picked up from humans. Get that barrel! I yelled. What? It's a bomb, Axe Man. The powder trail leads to a barrel of gunpowder. If it reaches it, boom! Axe hesitated only a second. Then he ran. I fluttered after him. Marco plowed into the room. Axe swung his tail. Flap! The blade cut the powder trail just an inch from the barrel. Unfortunately, Axe's tail blade struck a spark. The remnant of the powder trail blazed anew. Oh! Marco began to say. Chapter 27 Tobias Quiet. That's what I noticed first. It was so quiet. No cannon, no muskets, no screams. I opened my eyes. I was at the base of a tree. It was fall. The tree was red and gold. Magnificent. I staggered up onto my talons. I'd been time-yanked. I'd made it. The others? I looked around. No battle. No armies. I saw big buildings. Old-fashioned stone buildings. My first thought was that it was a college campus. No one else. No Marco. No Axe. No Cassie. No Rachel. Or Jake. Was I the only one left alive? Then I saw guys walking by, all wearing sports coats, all carrying books. I looked beyond them, using my hawk eyes to see through windows, into classrooms. Had to be a college. The kids were too old to be in high school. Although, they looked strange. Short hair. Crew cuts, even. And something else. They were almost all men. The professors were exclusively male. Here and there was a girl student, but not many. And then I noticed something else that took even longer to register. Everyone was white. Everyone. It wouldn't be easy spotting Visser 4 here. His host body was white, and about as clean-cut as these people. I called out in thought-speak, Jet! No, not Jake. And not Rachel, either, unless there'd been some kind of miracle. Marco! Axe! Cassie! Was that all of us? Four left alive? And maybe not that. Maybe fewer. Maybe just me. I felt sick. Rachel had not survived. She'd been dead before she hit the deck. Axe and Marco had been a split second from being blown up. And Cassie? I'd not seen or heard her at all. Axe! Marco! Cassie! We were getting ever more spread out across time and space. The resonance, this weird trailing of the time matrix, was scattering us like an echo that grew ever more faint. I landed in a tree and began to morph. I needed to be human to... But no. I'd stand out way too obviously here, wearing stupid morphing clothes. First, 
I needed to be able to pass. If this was a college, there'd have to be a dorm nearby. Where there was a dorm, there was clothing. Hawkeyes made the search easy. I found a dorm and a window open to the fall chill. Ten minutes later, I emerged human, wearing a pair of baggy slacks and a white shirt and a v-neck sweater. I couldn't do anything about my shaggy hair. Everyone would just have to deal with it. I walked downstairs from the dorm, carrying some students' books. I could only hope no one would recognize my clothes as belonging to someone else. But with everyone looking like Stepford students and wearing the same thing, how would they tell? I opened one of the books. It was stamped Princeton University. The publishing date of the book was 1932. That didn't mean this was 1932, but it did mean it wasn't any earlier than 1932. It was a history book. I whipped it open and scanned the contents. Revolutionary War. Revolutionary War. No listing. But there was a listing under Rebellion. Colonial. I flipped to the pages. I found what I was looking for. The rebellion collapsed following the disastrous attempt by rebel leader George Washington to attack British allied Hessian troops. Rebel troops attempting to cross the Delaware River were ambushed by Hessian allies who had been alerted by a local resident. The result was a massacre. Washington was mortally wounded, dying three days later while in British custody. Local resident. This or four. I sucked in air. I'd been there. How long ago? A hundred and fifty or so years ago? Or just an hour ago? They didn't mention the death of an unknown rebel, a boy with a bullet in his brain. I scanned the contents page again. Another word jumped out at me. Trafalgar. No mention of Rachel. No mention of gorillas or hawks or a chimpanzee. The entry simply explained that the British Navy had been defeated by a fleet made up of French and Spanish ships. Admiral Lord Nelson was killed when his ship, Victory, was sunk by an explosion below the waterline. I shook my head. I didn't know how it was supposed to turn out. I'd never even heard of Trafalgar. Didn't even know what war it was. I closed the book. I raised my eyes and saw the flag flying from a tall pole. It was pale blue, with a small British Union jack filling one corner. Princeton University was not flying the American flag. No one was flying the flag of the United States. There was no United States. What there was in its place, I didn't know. But the United States of America had died on a sleet-stormy night on the Delaware River. Suddenly, down a wide alleyway, between tall buildings, a dolphin appeared. Chapter 28 Cassie The battle had raged around me, above me, up on the surface. I didn't care. I was a dolphin. I was happy being a dolphin. I could reach down into the dolphin's natural reservoir of childish glee, its sense of adventure, its basic contentment, and escape the awful pain. Jake was gone. I couldn't think about that. Couldn't accept it. It was a burning hot coal that I couldn't touch. Around me, the cannon boomed. Stupid. All of it, so stupid. From the cosmic battles between Cryak and the Elemist, all the way down to this battle. This stupid, stupid waste of life. I headed away from it. Just away. Away from the pain and the stupidity of it all. 
Escape, Cassie. Run away. No, I couldn't. I tried that once. Tried to run away from war. It hadn't worked. I argued with myself, plowing through the water, trying to find a way out between the lines of slow-moving ships. You can't leave, I told myself. There's still Rachel and Marco and Tobias and Axe. But going back meant facing the fact that there were no longer six of us. Going back meant admitting that Jake was gone. Then, suddenly, I was lying on cobblestones, dry. Of course. What a fool I was. I couldn't escape. I was still tied to the time matrix. And now I'd been yanked along again, helpless, unable to resist, unable to escape. Maybe I could just lie there. A dolphin lying in an alley in some place, some time. Probably some new pointless war. I didn't want to be human again. I wanted to stay inside that dolphin brain. But, of course, that wasn't happening, was it? The dolphin was no longer happy. The dolphin's instincts were sending panic signals. Beached! No water! Helpless! I began to demorph. Someone stood over me, knelt beside me. Come on, pick it up! Morph! Tobias said. People are coming! Too late. My left eye spotted a group of people coming down the alleyway, leather-soled shoes loud on the uneven stones. Three guys, maybe nineteen, maybe twenty years old. Where are we? I asked. Princeton University. Don't ask me why. The others? Not yet, Tobias said. Not that I've seen anyway. I don't know. Marco and Axe were with me, right at the end. Maybe they made it. I don't know. But Rachel... Rachel, she... He didn't have to say it. No, no, no! I moaned. It didn't end with Jake, Tobias said. We all... Look, we have to end this. We have to take this guy down. So demorph. We have work to do. My beak melted away, the teeth turning watery, then rehardening, forming my own teeth. I did it all on automatic. Rachel! I should have been there for her. I had run away, nursing my wounds. I'd abandoned Rachel when she needed me. What is that thing? It was a southern accent. He began trotting toward us. It's a dolphin turning into a girl, Tobias said. I'd explain, but trust me, you wouldn't understand. My God! Another student, short and dark-haired, gasped. We must send for a doctor at once. His eyes were wide with horror. I couldn't blame him. I was a writhing mass of rubbery flesh and shifting bones. Legs were growing from dolphin tail, arms from flippers. Just keep demorphing, Tobias told me. We have to get after Visser 4. Forget security. We don't have time to worry about it. Hey, any of you guys know what year it is? Why, it's a colored girl, the third guy said. He looked down at me with concerned blue eyes. I've never seen the like of this. Hey, guys, help us out, okay? What year? What country? Don't answer him. He could be a spy. I was almost entirely human. I stood up, shaky. Sorry, I said. I know it's kind of gross to watch. How did you do that? The man with the southern accent demanded. And then... 
like some vile punctuation, he added a word I won't repeat. Hello, Phantomorphs, and thank you for listening to another episode of Audiomorphs, your Animorphs auditory experience. As always, this is your host, Daniel. Uh, thank you for listening to uh, another week, uh, another three chapters. Um, I really thought that they were in the Deep South, uh, and not at Princeton. For, I guess, kind of obvious reasons, right? Um, but that's just, uh, when I read that back, I was like, huh, oh. Brains are funny that way, you know? They, you miss a detail, and it just papers it over with what, uh, is most likely. Um, other than that, I got some messages in. Uh, one through the Gmail, that's audiomorphscast at gmail.com, from Aubrey, who writes, Hi Daniel, I just listened to episode 322, and you mentioned the Spotify wrapped, so I had to write in. You are my top podcast and 30% of my total Spotify listening time. Uh, then, yes, I did listen to the Supercuts multiple times in addition to each episode. Thank you for bringing me so much Animorphs joy into my life. I hope the job hunt goes well. Thank you so much uh, for wishing me well on the job hunt. Still working on it, uh, but we're staying positive. Um, 30% of your Spotify, that feels good. Um, that's, that's, a, that's a good chunk. It's almost a third. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you, you, uh, are having such a great time with it. Um, and, you know, we'll, you'll, you'll have this supercut to listen to in, in another month, maybe. <laughs> um, anyway, I also have a couple messages coming in on Tumblr. That's audiomorphscast.tumblr.com. Uh, the first one's from Edney, who writes, Rachel and Jack, uh, Rachel and Jake is Cassie's world. Then, like, a crying face emoji, then, uh, and I'm pretty sure she's stuck as the dolphin right now, right? You did a great job with Marco. Uh, thank you uh, for enjoying that. Um, as we found out here, she's not stuck, actually. Uh, it's totally fine. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I didn't realize people had read it that way. Um, I guess that makes sense, right? Cause, and especially with time travel, you're like, how long is two hours when you're jumping a century into the future, you know? Um, but no, she's, she's actually fine. It, it's fine. But, you know, except for the part where uh, her crush and her best friend are dead. That part, she's not so fine, no. Um, I also have one, uh, from Lily, who writes, Hey man, been listening for about a year now, year and a bit now, and dude, you got me hooked, but I swear if you leave me on a cliffhanger, then say, Hello, Phantomorphs, one more time! You got me shaking my fist at the sky, haha. Nah, I love everything about the show, man. Let me know if you need any voice actors, because I'd be honored. I'm 26 and Australian and pretty good at accents, and I'd be happy to help. Uh, also, I love the sound effects. You're a biggest fan. And then I've attached a picture of my dog, Snooky, uh, guaranteed to bring you serotonin. Signed, Lily. And it's a very good picture of a very good dog. Um, incredible photography skills to capture this. Really did enjoy that photo. Uh, thank you so much for that. Uh, thanks so much for your offer uh, to do voices. I may actually hit you up on that um, one of these days. Uh, I, I go back and forth on, on this all the time, but, um, the, you know, the Australia one's coming, and if I were better at this, I would, I'd research and figure out how many voices I need and, and re start reaching out to people ahead of time. But I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna <laughs> discover it, panic, and then, uh, beg someone to help me. Um, also, cliffhanger. Um, yeah, uh, it does work out that way a lot, huh? I end on a cliffhanger. Uh, that's really the K.A. Applegate's doing a great job doing the thing that, uh, children's cartoons do, which is you gotta end... On something that makes them want to go to the next chapter. It's a cliffhanger every time. Just about. There's very few chapters in Animorphs. 
uh, if you pay attention, that don't end in uh, some sort of hanging action that you want to see resolved. Um, and that's how you make a book fly, baby. Uh, it's great reading Animorphs. They go so speedy because you just want to know what the next thing happens because uh, of those cliffhangers. Um, unfortunately for you guys, you got to wait a week in between. Um, and that's tough, but... <laughs> Um, thank you, thank you for writing in. If you'd like to write in, I've already mentioned two ways. A third way is through my website. That's uh, theapocalypse.com. The apocalypse, like apocalypse, but with a D in the middle. Uh, you can also tweet at me at audiomorphs, and that's where you should check if I'm ever late uploading an episode. Hey, speaking of episode schedules, uh, Christmas is coming up, huh? Uh, I think there won't be a disruption to posting, but if there is, the reasons will be a little self-evident. Um. Actually, I think that Monday might be the Monday before is Christmas Eve and then the Monday after is New Year's. So actually, uh, you know, we'll play out the next two weeks by ear. Check the Twitter at Audiomorphs. Um, <laughs> and I'll have posted if, if things change. But expect episodes for now. I'm aiming to post for the next two weeks. Um, other than that, thank you for listening. And I will see you all maybe next week. How's that for a cliffhanger? My name is Daniel, and I believe one day the Endalites will come. Until then, we fight. <laughs>